When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Creator's Outlet. Please subscribe, comment, and share, and join the crew over on Creator's Outlet on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Creator's Outlet. And of course, as usual, this is TVMA, STLB, and all those other NSFW freaking letters, just in case. <laughs> and we're, <laughs> we're here with our old pal... Uh, Eric Von Tersch with his brand new first time out of the barn. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. That's right, right there. I got to ask you, William, uh, did you do the guitar or the drums on your intro? I did neither. <laughs> I didn't even do the intro. How about the cause... air guitar? <laughs> there you go. A little, little bit of that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. And uh, our friends from uh, Still Token with the Dead, a buddy of theirs, was like, Oh, that's easy. You got a logo? Yep, here it is. Nice. Okay, five minutes later, here you go. I was like, holy wow. shit. <laughs> like that, I was like, like snap, huh? Can you, learn me, can you learn me how to do that? He's like, nope. <laughs> he goes, yeah. why not? He goes, because I don't think you can pay me in weed. I go, well, you're right. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a, it's an honor to be on uh, Creators Outlet with you, William. So thanks for having me, man. So Eric and I go back a ways because uh, I've been buying freaking comic books off this guy for forever on Facebook. Does, yeah, it's... He does live sales and uh, his dad gets in there, pops, likes to yell bazinga a lot. So we 
I, I always <laughs> jump in, and instead of saying hail, I type Bazinga in the chat. Yeah, um, we get know. quite a few bazingas. That's right. Pops likes that one, and uh, yeah, it's it's it keeps it keeps us both young. Oh yeah. So I uh, I've, I've known him for quite a while, and he's been talking about doing this book for a while. I signed up on the mailing list. Uh, what seems like two years ago, but was like a, just about a year ago now, and uh, you're getting underway. So, but I want to know what first got you into comics. Oh man! Well, um, my dad had all the you know ASM. Um, hey, what's up, pops? Uh, VZ. Um, my dad had all the old Spider-Mans and Hawks, man. Probably from about the early issues, like, and I would read them. Uh, you know, ASM, like, f like the first appearance of Craven, the first appearance of Green Goblin, all those early issues, and. He had all those. Unfortunately, he didn't have the AF-15, but um, he did have all those other issues, and I would read them. I'd read them over and over again, and that's how I learned to read. And uh, growing up, it was just like – it was a lot of fun. I remember going to a store called um, Comic Comics and Comics. They had a few stores out in the San Francisco Bay Area. And my dad used to – he used to write for Rolling Stone magazine, right? And so he's mm -hmm. a record reviewer, big – big LP vinyl collector. And uh, he'd, he'd go to the co the record stores up in San Francisco to take me with him. But I was always bored in the record store because, you know, so he always promised to take me to the comic book store too. And I remember going to Comics and Comics several times and seeing like that AF-15 on the wall and the ASM number one on the wall, several copies, mind you, for like $100 for the Amazing Spider-Man number ones and the 200 for the AF-15s when I was a kid. Oh. Was like, <laughs> and they had several copies. And I remember that, you know, that's one of my early, you know, that's a, that's a pretty early memory for me. You know, I was probably like five, six, seven years old, you know, five, six years old or something. And um, Yeah, now those books are like around the 20K, 20K range oh, you get, on, you know, on a ba in, in poor condition, you know? Yeah, w w without, without you know, three pages. Uh, maybe a page is like 10K nowadays. <laughs> yeah, right. Almost. Um, but yeah, I, and I, you know, that's how I learned how to read is through comic books. And um, yeah, man, it's, um, it's a, uh, it's a lifelong love, you know? Yeah. Uh, Pops got you hook, hooked on comics so you would never do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for the most well, part. <laughs> yeah. Comic book, comic books are their own, are their own crack. Cause the, the hunt never, the hunt never ends. And, uh, I'm, you know, ex except for, uh, except for indie books, I'm, I'm pretty much all done. I canceled like everything. Yeah. I, you know, the new Marvel and TC, it's, it's tough to get into a little bit for me. Um, it's, you know, I, I, I'll put you this way, William. Um, if I had the choice of like redoing everything, I would I would reboot right after Secret Wars, the original mm -hmm. Secret Wars, mm -hmm. and and just just go from there. You know, I I bring back you know I bring in Venom and all that, but I would be like, that's where it started. I mean, sure, the '90s stuff was very very cool. Don't get me wrong, but like the you know the 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 um, continuity was still in that 
vein where the characters meant something. They were still themselves. Yeah. And now it's like, man, I, you know, you, you pick up an issue and every, you know, new number one issue all the time. So it's like, it's, it's tough, man. And, and yeah, it's, it, they're, they're not the characters that we fell in love with when we were, you know, kids or even like in our twenties or thirties, they're, they're, it's, it's more like uh, we're reading, you know, a recent, you know, adventure of some, a bunch of cosplayers dressing up as the characters at a convention or something, you know, X-Men yeah. storyline, you know, go to a dinner party. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, we, we read those books written by, you know, uh, you know, people of a certain age. And then nowadays they're being written by a different generation and they have their own mm -hmm. take. And, you know, what, what some of them don't realize is that, it's going to hurt the sales because the people, you know, when me now, you know, people my age and your age, man, we, you know, well, not me or you probably, but some of us have the money and we will buy the books. And, you know, I remember stacks. I remember working in a comic book store, you know, when I was in my early 20s and people bring up stacks like, you know, mm -hmm. this high. And I, I think you still get that in comic shops, but um, not as much because number one, the prices are higher. Um, and number two is like people, people lose, you know, what the character is about. So mm -hmm. I think, I think indie comics is very strong. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love Marvel. I love watching the movies. I love the characters and when they make a new good character, I dig that as well, but I just haven't seen a whole lot of great new characters, you know? So, uh, independent comic books and, uh, people being able to get their own ideas now out now is just, mm -hmm. um, is awesome. You know, they're not conform. They don't have to conform their ideas into a, uh, yeah, it's not like, rate. Oh no, no, no. We don't want none of your ideas here at the house of ideas. Uh, here's, <laughs> here's the story. Uh, just write the dialogue. So it fits this. So it yeah, fits this narrative in the book and that's it. I mean, when, when you have one per person in control of a universe, I think it's great. Actually, I think what Stan Lee did for all those years, I mean, he's obvious hero to many and myself. And yeah, I mean, I thought that's brilliant. I think when you have a universe and you have, you need like kind of like one person or a group of people of like mind to kind of control that universe and say, okay, this is, you know, and take ideas from other people, but say, hey, we got to keep things structured. And without all the structure, you know, you have alternate universes and alternate timelines. And, you know, some of that stuff gets old, I think, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like with Star Trek, the next generation toward, I love that show towards the end of the show. Every other episode was a time, time episode where they had to go back or forward in time. It's like, you know, you got a whole universe to explore. Yeah. <laughs> explore it. <laughs> We're afraid of the Borg. They're flying in a cube. How fast can they go? <laughs> oh, that fast. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I I still, uh, you know, because it was it was the first series I saw, which was the original Star Trek. It was, you know, it was in syndication. It had just come back into syndication when I was a little kid. Because we're about the same age. So it came back into syndication for us both, like, around the same time. Then we'd, we'd get it, like, on Saturday afternoons and pretty soon... It was on like, you know, five o'clock every day, like on, you know, on one of the affiliate stations. And, uh, you know, we, we could get a, 
We could get almost an entire episode before our mother made us turn the TV off and go to the dinner table. <laughs> so, so the story with me and and my mother is I hated I hated the original Star Trek to tell you the truth. I did not like it. I but I, you know I was a kid, but I liked the Brady Bunch man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so me and my mom would kind of fight over the TV of who would watch. Uh, either we'd either watch Brady Bunch for me or Star Trek for her. I just I thought Star Trek was so boring when I was a kid. I was just like, and it seems so you know where they're going like this and all that. You know I I, I enjoy it now, the campiness of it, and I love uh, William Shatner. And I love all the you know uh, uh, who played uh, Scotty, um, the original Scotty. Oh, Jimmy Dewan. Yeah, I love him, and you know all those all those cats. Um, he's but, he's uh, gonna he's gonna be a hero to a bunch of guys because, I mean, eighty nine years old, and he's having more. He was having more children. At eighty nine, oh, really? Yeah. Really? Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember his. I remember his. Uh, he had some good stories, man. He was he was a little. They were all players, kind of, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was you know it was it was a great time. There was uh there was a twenty fifth anniversary. Uh, special at a convention. They ended up taping it and putting it on, like, you know, VHS and DVD. Uh, and it was uh, it was Leonard Nimoy just regaling stories, you know, pointing at William Shatner. And he goes, "This man is not a nice person." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "He would let the dog. He would unchain the 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 studio security dogs." And I would go out trying to get to the commissary before him, and the dogs would chase me around. One day, uh, one day Shatner uh, chained because Leonard would bring a bicycle with him because he would have to sit in the chair for extra time to get the makeup touched up before he could go yeah. back. And William could just like walk on set. It's like uh, uh, one day he chained he chained his pipe his bicycle to a telephone pole. <laughs> another another day, he he put it in the back. He he put it in the back. William put it put Nimoy's bicycle in the back of his car, locked it up, and walked to the walked to the commissary. So oh, by the wow. time Lennon Lennon got got off stage, got off set, and he goes out, and his bike's locked in William's car, and William's got his dog in the car. <laughs> nice. You know, so okay. it was all it was all, all kind of you know funny stories like that, regaling, uh, you know, write ups in in Variety, making fun of Spock's haircut, and you know, it was yep. it was just you know it was just a lot of fun. And I know uh, I know William uh, appears regularly at the official uh, original series set tour up in uh, Triconda, New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, they I'm, they they rebuilt the entire set, and it actually is a is a straight walkthrough as it would have been, um, on the actual ship itself. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So every once in a while, uh, William's there, and if you get a chance to go up, uh, you get a tour of the Starship Enterprise from Captain Kirk. Oh, that'd be that'd be and very he, very, and very he, nice. And he, and he tells you he tells you all kinds of uh, stories from the set and everything. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him once at a uh, at a convention, and yeah, he puts on a good show. You know, I'm sure it's you know kind of same stuff all over. You know, all the time. But he, he he's funny, man. He yeah, uh, you see you see him once, and okay, I'm good. I'm never paying that much for tickets again. And and you're <laughs> you're on you know you're on your way. I'd rather I'd rather go and do something like that 
uh, where it's where it's more meaningful, and you get you get more uh, you know interaction because they only do small groups of like twenty. Then okay. it is you know. Oh yeah. yeah. <coughs> going in the line to the con, and sure. thirty seconds, shake a hand, take a picture on your way. Uh, yeah, there goes sure. there goes five hundred bucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah, what- I. I have no need to give my money to millionaires. I'd rather give it to the comic book creators that created all the stuff that we can't get away from. before. We couldn't get it on TV and now we can't get away from it on TV. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe the price of some of these cats are charging, man. I mean, it, it just, it's ridiculous. I'm like, why, why are you, you shouldn't be captain America. You shouldn't be able to call yourself captain America and then charge some, you know, working blue collar guy like seven seven hundred to a thousand dollars for your autograph. Yeah, I mean those combo packages are in the thousands of dollars. You know. Yeah, it, it's like, look, these are all the people that spent the money to make it so you could actually be rolling in dough right now. You getting that? You getting that Disney money? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I'd much rather have, you know, I mean, people like Jim Shooter still sign for free. You know, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, um, people like Ron Lim signed for, you know, five bucks, I think, you know, maybe 10 bucks now. It'll probably be get. I think after COVID, the, a lot of artists will start charging a little bit more. And of course, we all, we all know uh, Neil charges at least $50. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and and Lou, Lou Ferrigno uh, charges you more if you bring an item from home that you want signed, opposed to buying something from him. Oh boy! I, yeah, I, I heard I heard I heard that story from somebody that I had on. Uh, they're like, goes, yeah, I brought I brought this thing that I've had since I was a kid, uh, and it was from the show, and I asked him to sign it. And you know, if you buy something off his table, it you know he'll sign it for twenty five dollars. He was, but I brought an item from home, and he upcharged me eighty dollars to sign it. What? Oh and I'm goodness. like, I'm like, well, the first thing I would have said besides no uh, would have been, uh, you know, hello eBay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, let's see how much this is be on eBay. Um, be, no, before uh, I get before I got out of there, I would have been putting it up on Facebook for sale. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, uh, I saw Lufer, you know, a lot of. I mean, he he does the convention scene. I mean, back when you know conventions were going hardcore, you know, yeah, before COVID hit, man, I, I'd see him a lot. And a lot of times, man, you know, a lot of these cats don't, you know, they charge so much. You know, Lufer knows pretty big name, but I mean, what's he got other than Hulk and? What he, else, right? He was. I mean, I had a lot of people tell me he was a super nice guy. Um, if you're paying him, that's what I heard. If you're paying him, but yeah. like prior to him getting the cameos in all the in in all the MCU movies, uh, he was like really down to earth. Uh, whether you were paying him or not, he was a nice guy. He was shaking everybody's hand, uh, posing, you know, posing for pictures and. Uh, you know, sign signing stuff, and you know, not being you know, you know, ridiculously overpriced about it. You know, he, he had like you know, pretty pretty good prices and stuff. And I'm like, he goes, that's too bad because I got a um, Marv that just finished funding the Sin Killer. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a piece of original art 
uh, that's going to be coming from him. Uh, and this guy's all the way in Portugal. He drew this amazing uh, double head facing opposite directions. Bill Bixby on this side. Oh. Rigno is the Hulk on this side. Awesome. And I told him, I go, uh, dude, if nobody picks that as a prize uh, in your art giveaway before the end, uh, I'm going to buy that off you. Nice. Yeah. He's like, uh, be, that would be great. Feels, you know, um, so. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, I mean, it'd be an honor to have, you know, anybody want you to sign their book. It's kind of crazy to me, but. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I eventually want to be on the cover of a comic just so I can, uh, you know, sign it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I'll sign it. I'll, you know, get it on there, order 20 copies, and uh, I'll sign it and send it out. This is not my book. I did not write it. I did not draw art in it. Uh, but that is the rendition well, gotta, of me on the cover. You got to make the, the pace alternate cover, man. I mean, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I I was I was tempted on Ryland Grant's last one. I know uh, Brian from Cheers to Comics uh, got it. it you uh, you pay a certain amount, and you get uh, you end up getting like three, two or three copies of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and two of the covers, you get like a regular cover, you get like an A cover, and then you get two copies of the of the cover that you paid to be on. And he paid to have himself and his girlfriend or wife uh, on the cover together as uh, as Doc Brown and Marty McFly from oh. uh, on, a, on a homage to uh, Back to the Future. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's cool. Very nice, you know. Very so nice. different things like that. Speaking of speaking of different things, you got a whole bunch of different things going on in your campaign. Yeah, I kind of went kind of I had extra, you know, during COVID, I had extra time and I kind of went crazy with all the different things. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of thing, different things you can get. <laughs> and this is this is a this is a different kind of book, too, because it's. Uh, it's kind of an it's kind of an anthology because there's like four different stories going on. Uh, and they, they start out as, as short stories and you're looking at spreading them out uh, once you get underway yes. and going. Yes. So um, originally I just wanted to do this really, really cheap and like just get it out there because that's always been my dream. Get some of my ideas out there. And these are four of my better ideas, I think. And uh, it took a, on a life of its own kind of, you know, I wanted it to be better and 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 all that, but it costs a lot of money to, you mm-hmm. know, I, I write, I write, I create, I draw concepts, but I can't draw, um, you know, I can't draw a comic book. I can't do sequentials. Um, so, you know, I have to pay artists. And so it gets a little expensive. So I was just like, I'm just going to get this out four four page stories to start with. And then if we can get the funding going through the crowdfund, we can expand it uh, for eight page stories. So it is an anthology, and um, it it's the beginnings of these uh, stories, universes, and I think it, you know, I think each one really gives a little bit of, gives really the good little taste flavor of what everything's going to be about eventually. <coughs> I will I will say that a couple, you know, probably 
especially two of the stories. Uh, fortunately, one did get expanded to eight pages, so now we're at 20 pages. Uh, nice. Void, yeah, Void Reaper got expanded, and that's uh, one of the ones that I really wanted to be expanded because the next four pages just kind of like sets up the whole stage. It's just really kind of cool. I think there's a really nice is, reveal. Is Void it, Void? Is that like is that the superhero with the funny with the funky cape? No, uh, Void Reaper is the couple. The couple right there. Oh, um, let me blow you up so I can see this. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, this is uh, this is my uh, proof copy for uh, number double zero. So it's the uh, couple right here, and this is the void. This is the Void Reaper spaceship, and okay. and um, this is kind of like Star Wars meets Star Crystal meets Never Ending Story, and the Void Reaper ship was actually it's originally called the Reaper ship. But something happens, it's added on to, to become the Void Reaper and be able to enter a void that's taking over the entire universe to see what's on the other side. And uh, the couple uh, is very much kind of like a Han Solo. Uh, I know, I know, you know, it doesn't sound right to Star Wars fans, but it's kind of like Han Solo, Mara Jade. <laughs> Even though Mara Jade was with Luke and, you know, obviously... Ponso was with Leia, but um, they're kind of like that type of style. And so it's uh, very Star Wars-esque. Uh, throw in those other two um, concepts a little bit, Dark Crystal, never-ending story a little bit. And also the whole, as I told you before, the whole concept when I first started writing this was every four pages, man, I'm going to make something major happen. You know, someone's, someone's head's going to explode uh, or something's going to be revealed or... You know, you're not going to have to wait around very long for something major to happen. So that was my whole concept of, the, you know, pacing. I was like, I'm not going to worry about pacing on this comic book when I write it. F pacing, right? I'm just going to, you know, kick your ass and keep kicking it with it. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole thing about that. And fortunately, uh, we did get the extra eight pages. So there's two big kind of like cool things that happens in this, in this uh, story that you'll get. Um, so yeah, hopefully the other stories will be expanded upon. Um, not sure if it'll happen, but, um, I'm very happy that we got that one expanded on. I think wine might get expanded on. That's the kind of like the Star Trek, um, Dungeons and Dragons and, uh, Godfather type story. Mostly kind of like Star Trek next generation, but definitely with, uh, you know, those medieval fantasy overtones as well. Yeah. I was kind of like, I was kind of digging the, uh, the Joan of Arc. And the in uh, the in the the different Batman esque kind of kind of character, I thought yeah. I thought the cape was like uh, a very interesting idea and something different. Yeah, you know, I came up with my first uh, drawing I did of Nightcry was when I was like nineteen or something. It's just like I was just like um, making like I want a Batman slash Spawn type character, and I was just like. I want it to be different, though, so I decided to do these strips of cape. And um, as as his progression happened, uh, I decided, you know, each strip of cape has a different... It's like a utility belt for Batman. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a smart cape with uh, power, you know, not powers, but like with abilities for each strip of cape. One strip can, you know, freeze you. One strip is uh, might shoot out drones. One strip might, you know very small drones, one strip might turn him invisible, might turn something else invisible. So, uh, and he all controls it kind of like a, 
a smart, you know, it's a smart cape kind of controlled like, um, like, you know, the modern MCU Iron Man armor where it's all mm-hmm. controlled by his mind. And uh, the other things that make Nightcry different, his name's Nightcry. And what makes him different is that he's uh, not a loner like the Dark Knight. He's a family man. He has a wife and two kids, so he's got something else to think about there. And also, he's not a the world's greatest detective. He's the world's most renowned psychologist. And so part of what he his whole thing is about is trying to rehabilitate villains to maybe even become superheroes. So we we go through that whole, you know, eventually if this is expanded upon, we'll see a lot of psychological stuff going on, a lot of craziness going on. There's some uh, crazy bad guys I got in store for him if it ever gets rolling. Hmm. You want to you want to share the campaign so we can take a look and go through everything? Oh, uh, sure. Give me give me a second. I was not quite ready to do that, but give me a second. It's all right. Well, Eric grabs that. We're going to take a look at the Mavericks Origins Volume 1 trailer. War is a topic of vital importance, a subject of inquiry that cannot be ignored. It is a matter of life and death. It can be a road to safety or to ruin. In an alternate version of our world, brought to the brink of total collapse, rival nations fight for global domination, and elite pilots in futuristic combat suits wage war on the battlefield of tomorrow. Now, six brave soldiers on a seemingly routine rescue mission will encounter more than they bargained for and uncover a dangerous secret that could change their world if they live long enough to see it. Yeah, they just they just hit 14k. Unlocked the challenge coin. I know uh, we were talking about it earlier, and uh, you said uh, next time around, one of the guys that owns one of the IPs in the book is does metal work, and you're looking at doing a doing a challenge coin for the next uh, crowdfunder. Oh yeah, one of his concepts. So it, it, yeah, it's uh, there's a war. Uh, uh, old space war that takes place and there's uh, on the planet there's all these different relics and coins and stuff so he wants to manufacture some of those and put it in the campaign hopefully so that'll be that'll be fun to look forward to hopefully that'd be cool but, but this is amazing eyes comics number one so uh we're gonna try to we're gonna try you know my main thing here william man is you know i want to 
you know, the, the backers, I'm thankful for each and every backer, and I am going to do my very best to um, to get the people what they 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 order in a nice way and really really uh, fulfill this this campaign first. You know, I want to set a track record, so it all starts with this one. You know, track mm-hmm. record of fulfilling the campaign properly, and so everyone gets what they. You know, a lot of times, a lot of some of these. Sometimes there's a little trouble with that, from what I hear. Yeah, I uh, I had I had one guy who I actually had on the show, and uh, I I thought he was a great guy and uh, some great concepts, and it was a uh, it was a comic book company, uh, uh, Mana Comics, out of uh, out of Hawaii, and uh, I was excited to read this book because the book that he put up on crowdfund was. Uh, basically setting up his entire universe, even though he had been running stories, but he was holding off on the origin story. So this was the origin story. He shipped it to me in a bag and a board. Oh, man. He he put the book in a bag and a board and then put that inside a paper priority envelope and shipped it off. Oh, wow. Not even, you know, not even, you know, at least, you know, cut a couple of pieces of cardboard and, you know, use, use some of the, uh, use some of the blue, uh, painters tape to secure it and, mm-hmm. you know, tape it around and put it in. I go, and I don't even like get, you know, I don't, I don't even really like getting them like that. I like getting them, you know, either, you know, packed, you know, securely in a, in a box with, you know, either, either peanuts or, or paper like stuffed in. So they're nice and secure. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in, in a Gemini, I love getting Gemini's and, uh, and I'm like, how are you fulfilling a camp? His campaign was like 27 K. Wow. I'm like, I'm like, are you sending everybody just dropping a book in a priority envelope and shipping it off? Yeah. That's, you I know, that he charged $15 for shipping. You're kidding. He, he put a bag, uh, a single comic in a priority paper envelope and zipped it off. I'm like, Ooh. the top wow. corner, the top corner was bent, but it wasn't creased. It was kind of just like curved a little bit. Wow. And I'm, I'm surprised that's the only damage that was done, but it turned me off so much that I don't even want to read the book. And I, I flipped through it and it's a beautiful book. The, the colors are amazing on it and everything, but I'm like, yeah, that's, you know that's that's what some creators don't get though is that you know they they that the shipping what people actually get is gonna be you know remembered mm-hmm. and how they get it and that's why you know uh, anything that's you know if you order multiple books from from my campaign it will come in a Gemini and that Gemini will be in a legal size priority envelope so that's you know and. As you know, I've I've been doing shipping comics for over five years now, and you know, I've never actually I don't know how because the USPS, but and I knock on wood because I've never had one come back. So um, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. So that's that's my main thing is I want to fulfill this, get a great track record going. You know, well I can tell I can tell everybody that this guy knows how to pack, uh, unless it's pops doing all the packing, then pops knows how to pack. Uh, <laughs> But, likes to run down to the, the post office once in a while for me. He, he likes to go down the post office just so just to see the look of shock on their face. Yeah. Oh, man, how many this week? Uh, 
I've been buying books off of him, off of Eric, like on and off for, I'd say like that, the whole five years you've been doing it. I think I just, I, I think I came across one of your, one of your sales streams, uh, not too long after I got out of the hospital and I started, you know, I started buying, uh, you know, back issues again, you know, something here, something there that caught, that caught my eye and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's always, you know, super packed, you know, it's always done very well. Nice and, you know, nice and tight. Doesn't, you know, uses the right amount of tape. I've gotten a few that uh, they've mummified the package in packing tape. Uh, that's yeah, like, that's a that's a pain in the butt because I'm like, I'm I'm not a surgeon. I don't know how to do this. I don't have yeah. an exacto knife. I have yeah, like a kitchen knife. Like, how do I unpack this? Like, and then you end up with tape all over yourself, and all, sometimes on your you know bag and board, and it gets kind of crazy. But um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So um, I wrote uh, on the campaign here just some brief synopsises of uh, each story, each of the four stories. And uh, I do have a plan that I'll show you later. But um, so, yeah, Joan of Arc, the Black Plague mutates, right? And Joan is saved from being burned alive at the stake. Of course, Joan of Arc is a real life person who, historical person who um, was, uh, you know, supposedly called upon God to fight the English and bring France to prominence in medieval, medieval Europe. And um, she lived about 75, 85 years after Black Plague. So it kind of fits the whole what if, I'm calling it a what if story, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, type story where um, zombies, uh, zombies come out. So it's got a lot of political intrigue as well. And of course, lots of zombie action. And, and I will say hint at undead action as well. And uh, we also use the real people that she fought alongside with, uh, which are some crazy cats in and of themselves. If uh, I, I research them, we use uh, her real life executioner who was named uh, was his name was on the his, the executioner's list for her. And his name was spelled T-H-E-R-A-G-E. So take some liberties. And she's Joan is going to call him the rage of God. So um, they team up and she has the zombie head on her. Give me one second. Um, I used to going back and forth here on her uh, hilt there. You can see that. And that's kind of used because immediately Europe, oh, yeah. you know, not everyone's in every village is going to believe that there's zombies and stuff. So that's a li- real life zombie head. And so she can prove that there is an apocalypse taking place. And I thought it was kind of a fun thing to throw on her. Um, we talked about Nightcry already. So um, yeah, that, that's there. And Void Reaper as well. You know, um, there's a couple and, um, you know, it's about uh, the starship uh, being, you know, the universe's only chance of survival. And, um, you know, can can their love and the spaceship save the universe and can it save their family and themselves? And uh, wine is, uh, hey, it's it's about this uh, space wizard who owns a space station, Ye Old Wine Port, which is the most popular destination in the known universe. Uh, he had this book is going to be filled with intrigue, magic, gambling, family fun, unscrupulous types, the finest service, lust, love, and of course, wine. 
Um, and like I said, it's a lot like Star Trek. And I'll show you a few of the characters a little later on really quickly. Um, this is our alternate cover of Night Cry done by Dave Farrar of Geek Fine Art, a fantastic local artist nice. to me. And uh, yeah, he did his take on Night Cry. So you see, say, so I said earlier that his costume is kind of a smart costume. He can use his psychological awareness and advantages to change how the costume looks for different villains he fights as well. You know, he, if, if he feels that someone might not like... I don't know, say, you know, I shouldn't say bats. Let's say rats. He can, you know, turn it into something that looks like a rat. Um, but if he, you know, if someone is afraid of the light, he can turn his costume into a white costume. So uh, he can change it at will. So the costume has a lot of liberties as well as how we can show it. Um, but the strips of cape are like the the standard uh part that will be always be there because it's what makes him night cry and uh the character one of the main things that makes him unique it's, yeah, it's then, an interesting take thank you and then uh we just i just do go through some of the perks there and uh down here here's the stretch goals uh that's the other thing so this is in black and white okay uh because you know doing it in color cost of money um, so I was hoping we might get to 1700, uh, to do, and if we get to 1700, we could do the first story in color and then each, each level there, uh, every five, $500 after that gets another color story. So hopefully we could hit, you know, 32 full color pages, but we'll see how it goes right now. We're at 20 black and white pages. Um, but I have hopes for adding four more pages and, uh, maybe, hopefully getting at least one story in color. Yeah. Um, and hopefully I don't get in trouble for having Kyra, who's the blue alien there saying, make sure I stay blue. <laughs> hopefully that's allowed these days. Um, Pops, Pops uh, had this idea to do, now he's a poet. He's a published poet. And of course he wrote for Rolling Stone magazine. So, we can have these amazing eyes blank covers done, and he is—he had this idea of doing these uh, poems for the book on the blank covers with some, you know, some some little bit of artwork as well, where where he—it's uh, in the Grove's perspective. Grove is the space wizard who owns Yield Wineport in Wine, so from his perspective. He, Pops VT will write a poem and do some drawings on the blank cover for you. And it says only $25, but right now we have a special on for over 50% off. You could add that on to your perk for only $12. So, um, cool. yeah, that's kind of fun and um, really kind of a unique thing. And, and you know, like I said, he's a published poet, wrote for Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, you can look up, look him up. He's, his name is Gary Von Tersch. And of course, uh, Dave Farrar, who did the Nightcry variant, you can get a sketch cover done by him for $35. There's my little shipping spiel right there using Gemini Comic Supply Mailers, over five years' experience. Uh, here's my creative team. Here's the creative team, Gabriel Bomfin, who did the Nightcry pencils and inks and uh, developed the Amazing Eyes logo. Nice. And he's he's from Brazil. Dave Farrar of Geek Fine Art, who did the Night Cry variant art um, cover, and uh, Victor Lighty, who did the original the cover A, I guess you call it, the uh, main cover, and did the wine pencils, inks, and colors. 
and Roel Roque, who did uh, Joan of Arc for Zendead, and the Void Reaper Pencils and Inks. And I just contacted him, and he said he will have the extra four pages that got added on for Void Reaper done uh, no later than uh, September, I think the third week in September. So, uh, oh, cool. so we're, we're going to be able to you know get that quick, hopefully. Um, I think he's going to actually have it done in a week because he's pretty he's pretty good and he's really quick. Uh, I do have a timeline, William. Uh, so it's just not like one book and I'm just going to like throw it away, right? No. We got Amazing Eyes number one. And then the surprise project, uh, like I told you, I did get it confirmed that we will have – it's going to be called Moonchild. And it's mm -hmm. an IP from – a, someone who lives on the East Coast who uh, who had me write this. He had me write the number one issue uh, like years ago, like five years ago. And he was good. We had a great artist doing the artwork, but unfortunately, um, he had some problems and couldn't fulfill. And it kind of got set to the to the you know got set aside for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he wanted to this gentleman who owns the IP, he wanted to revive the project, but he wanted to come out with an issue number zero first. So we, I wrote an issue zero based off of uh, idea he had, and we had the art done by another gentleman and all of the art is done already. Uh, the pencils and inks anyway. And um, we're still deciding if we're going to be able to have it colored beforehand, or if we might need to see how the campaign does to have it colored. Uh, but th this is the surprise project. It's called Moonchild, and it's uh, well, how do I? Uh, it's it's another kind of space story, and uh, but it has of uh, Native American themes along with um, just it's 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 a lot of fun. There's uh, alien themes and it's uh it's really it's really cool story man i i love the issue zero it sets it up well and i love the issue one even more so i really want this to do well and it's moon child and he um he will be able to promote it as well so hopefully it'll do really well that's a surprise project that i'm hoping to launch you know uh one one twenty two right and mm -hmm. then after that we're going to take the most popular story or maybe two stories from amazing eyes number one and do another campaign just for those in either a comic book or maybe hopefully a graphic novel format. So it's a full complete story. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like the anthology again, like, Oh, the first appearance. And you know, it's kind of like, okay, we're setting things up and it's cool, but we want more. Well, this one, you're going to get more, right? This is the one where it's like, you get the full bite, right? The full meal, seven courses. Right. Um, then, then I got something called Dragon Costs, which is one of my babies. It's an uh, awesome, awesome story. Uh, it's medieval fantasy with a uh, really unique main character. And then I want to go into the superhero universe. So, um, yeah, man. that's uh, We get into character bios, but, uh, you know, do you have any questions or you want to talk about anything else really quick? Or? Uh, so, you've got... Three other projects lined up after this already. I definitely have that one ready to roll pretty much. Right. I, I, I mean, I still have to, you know, 
come up with the campaign and everything, but um, yeah, yeah. Moon, Moon's all set. It's already in the can. Yeah. So if, if you guys decided to uh, roll it out as a black and white, uh, it's it's all set. It's, done. it's, it's all yeah. set to go, and yeah. you can just send the print file off to the printer. Uh, Correct. As, as soon as that funds. Correct. The only thing we might do is I I I did some. That was one of my first lettering attempts, so uh, we probably have it lettered. Yeah, I, I do that too. <laughs> I lettered Amazing Eyes number one, um, and uh, I think I did a really good job. Um, I'm not, I haven't shown too much of it yet, but I think it's, 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 you know, I didn't use Comic Sans, and, you know, I, I did, you know, I stayed I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I get my copy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do that. Yay. Be honest with me, man. Uh, yeah, I did have actually two people like, uh, look at it, look at it, and they were like, uh, do you want to, how much do you charge? I was just like, uh, I don't charge anything because I don't really let her. I just, you know, I'm trying to keep it on the cheap. So, um, they, they liked it a little bit, so. Cool. So we got, we got four stories, uh, two at eight pages apiece, uh, two at four, uh, and if the right people jump in and and hit that hit that mark, then uh, the book will double. Because uh... correct now, how we how we get there is yeah. I know it's a little crazy for some people, but it's called the True Amazingizer pack here. And let's look at that. It's two hundred fifty bucks, but you get to also be in the comic book story. So we extend the story, and you get to be in that extension. Okay, or, you know, a loved one or whatever, or two of you, you know, if you want to do a couple or whatever. Um, and then you're kind of like everyone's hero because you add four pages of story. Uh, you also get the regular cover. You get the Night Cry. You get five prints. You get two buttons or pins. You get Amazing Eyes Zero, which is limited to 100 copies. And you get the Pops VT Trippinized variant, which is limited to 10 copies. And that's uh, artwork that he's doing. He's, he's also done artwork. Um, he developed, he used to do these drawings and do the color selections. And my mom would do these stained glass and they would sell for like, um, close to close to like a thousand dollars a piece. They're really awesome. But my my mom quit doing the stained glass because the lead poisoning and stuff kind of was funky back in the eighties. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, pops is uh, very artistic. But uh, he has to partake a little bit, and then he does some tripping trippingized stuff for you. So <laughs> I, that's limited to ten copies. So I think it's decent. You know, it's it's two fifty. I know that's up there for some people, and um, but you know, get to be in the story. You get to add four pages to story. You get credited for that and all that, and uh, get a lot of fun stuff. So, yeah, you get to you get the add an extra four pages to a four page story, plus uh, you get to appear in the story. So true. Yeah, and you know, yeah. I've, I I mean, I've I've seen some uh, campaigns where it's like, you know. 200 bucks just to be in the story. So I think that's a decent deal. Uh, I've seen some of them where it's like, you know, 750 to a thousand to, uh, well, I to think that's, there. yeah, I think those are kind of bigger campaigns, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, well, the, the first timers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did see a first time, um, that funded like, like the last day it like overfunded by, by a bunch. And, uh, he was charging seven fifty to appear, 
but uh, the uh, the arc, uh, first arc was six issues. So your character will be appearing through uh, as a continuing story. Even if your character got killed, they would still go back and refer to you. Uh, oh, gotcha. Remember the VT murder? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, I have something kind of like that. It's create a future character pack that's 750, and basically uh, you enable us. You get, you know, like 20 plus copies of the book, but you also uh, enable us to um, have a good chance to do a graphic novel for the story that you pick and uh, really develop characters that could have their own um, book even, you know? So I know that's probably not going to get a, get a bid. It's $750. So that's expensive, but I did have one person. I think that was interested, but they haven't done it yet. So um, this is kind of like the most popular pack so far. Amazing Icer pack. And that's uh, 40 bucks, but um, you get uh, number double zero, which is limited to a hundred copies. So that's been our most popular pack. Yeah, everybody's going to go after the uh, one in 100 variant there. Yeah, and uh, we got one out of five claimed to pop Spazinga, so that's that's cool. And it's limited 10, so you can only get that in this pack, the Bazinga pack, or uh, the True Amazingizer pack, or the Pops VT Amazing Bazinga pack. This one's kind of cool, William, because uh, you're going to get – you're also going to get a uh, – Sil Pops VT, man, his uh, his archives, his deep archives, where we don't sell out of normally with our comic book show. Mm -hmm. He's going to go in there, pick a Silver Age book or two for you. He's going to go into his vinyl collection of, you know, he's got tens of thousands of albums, find some cool vinyl, probably comic book related, actually, like one of those cool Mar old 70s Marvel um, records or something like that. And so th that stuff will be included in the uh, Amazing Bazinga pack. And uh, you're going to get the original artwork uh, for the Trippinized variant. And you will also get all the stuff, man. I didn't realize it, but when I watched my, when I saw what my dad was doing to try to make this variant cover, this artwork, he had all these sketches, he had all these notes, these pens, and all this different stuff. So you get all that stuff, man, whether you want, want it or not, but it's, uh, I think it's kind of fun. You know, and get one of those, get one of those, uh, you know, Hallmark cards that you can record a voice onto. So oh, as, yeah. as, as soon as you open up the card, it's Pops <laughs> yelling Bazinga. Bazinga! <laughs> got a personalized Bazinga, too. Let's do that. We'll, we'll throw that on. Um, yeah, man. So it's 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 an honor just to have one backer, um, and I'm just uh, like I said, I just want to get these ideas out there, man. It's a dream come true, and I have a plan, and I'm gonna do my best to to I'm gonna do my very best. You will get your product, man. It's gonna be fulfilled, and I'm gonna you know keep growing it, keep growing it, and um, you know I think it's a decent first go around so far, man. Yeah, it's it, you got a you got a lot of cool ideas. I, I always I always loved history and different twists that you might see in, in various movies or TV shows on it. Um, you know what's you know what's funny, William. I just uh, I mean, my wife and I took the kids to go see uh, that the guy uh, Ryan Reynolds is in the the talking the good guy movie. Yeah. Okay, so there was a preview. There's like ten previews, but there was a preview for a uh, for a movie and. 
uh, I forget the name of the movie, but it was medieval. And at first it was like, it showed like a woman. And I thought, I think she was like going to be burned at the stake or something. I thought it was a new Joan of Arc movie. So I was kind of excited, but it wasn't, it was a movie with Adam driver and, oh gosh, what was it called? I forget what it's called, but it's based on a, some true story, but it wasn't Joan of Arc. So, um, but at first I was like, oh, sweet, a new Joan of Arc movie. And I can like, oh, that's kind of fun. I always had a fascination with Joan of Arc. I always thought uh, her real life story is like a comic book in and of itself. Yeah. But I, I like I always like like the twists and turns, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that a, that a movie will take with it. And uh, I, I always find it interesting. Yeah. Uh, this... You know, it, it, and I can I can always tell if somebody just read the cliff notes <laughs> or if they actually read the real books on it. Yeah, you know? man. I mean, I would not, I would never try to do a zombie book, I don't think, because I don't think you could, you know, beat The Walking Dead. Even even though I fell asleep last night trying to watch the first episode of the new season, because I'm just like, really? This is kind of boring. But um, I love Walking Dead. And, uh, you know, you can't do better than Walking Dead and George Romero and Robert Kirkman is, Kirkman is done in the comics, I don't think. So I would never try to do a zombie book, you know, zombie apocalypse current times. So I was like, you know what? I always have a fascinating with Joan of Arc, but I don't really want to write a comic book about Joan of Arc. But then I had this idea a few years ago. I was like, shit, let's put zombies up against her. And God calls upon her to fight the zombie apocalypse. Based, And then I looked up the Black Plague, and when that took place, I'm, it was like, you know. There, yeah, 2020. Uh, yeah, and then you got the <laughs> and then you got the new Black Plague, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I, I I really love the idea, the concept. I'm, I'm telling you, man, if Joan of Arc became like a regular series or graphic novel or something, I'm taking this places that you won't even know. It's it's it goes beyond what I'm just talking about here, man. I mean, um, there's other there's other characters that lived in the same time frame that are uh, notorious. Let's just say. Oh, quite so. And uh, what what are you sitting on uh, for uh, for backers? And uh, how far have you gone uh, in the goal? Well, we are at sixteen backers, which is seventy percent of our initial goal of twelve hundred dollars. So we're at eight forty eight forty one. Um, $841. And, uh, we had a good first couple days and, uh, like I said, this is my first time doing it. So I was just like, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if I'm going to get like, you know, a hundred or two or like a thousand or like a few thousand or what. So, um, I, I, I was really excited after the first few days. And then I hit a, uh, I hit a point where it's like about a week where it was really kind of, dead for a while and then i was on another show um gosh i forget the gentleman's name i think jd calderon i'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with oh him. yeah yeah i know jd yeah yeah i was on jd's show and uh picked up a couple backers there and then uh, a couple days ago i picked up uh two more backers and um yeah man so i'm i'm happy with it and i'm hoping i'm hoping like the end run the campaign ends uh after labor day weekend mm-hmm. so like Labor, like Monday, Labor Day, uh, is going to be the end of it. So I'm hoping um, we'll uh, we'll uh, have a good, uh, you know, ending. And uh, I I still have a couple couple cats out there that I think are interested in uh, some of the bigger 
like um you know the uh the true amazingizer pack and which would extend another mm -hmm. four pages and even uh someone who's interested in create your own character but uh yeah I just got to see if that happens or not. So if that happens, then we'll be getting into some of our stretch goals, which colorizes one or more stories. Well, that'd be cool. So I'm up on the page right now looking. Yes, uh, you're only 30% away from goal. Yeah. So you got to you gotta keep in mind that the, uh, the, last, uh, the last week, like the last few days, will usually pick up because that's when, uh, you know, that's when your Kickstarters and Indiegogo send out their, their letter, uh, you know, the reminder letter. Uh, you were oh. interested in this and you're following this. Or you signed up on the mailing list and you haven't bid yet. You haven't backed this, this you know, you haven't backed a pledge yet. Uh, and this is going to be gone uh, next, you know, in the next three days. This is the last 72 hours, blah, blah. And people will be like, oh, I forgot about that. And you'll start seeing click, 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 click. Ooh, very cool. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> I took the first day, I was excited. I saw like I saw like within the first few minutes, I was just like, I think we had we uh, the first the first one we had was the two hundred and fifty dollar one, and then we had like a few of the forty like we had like about three like four hundred dollars like three hundred dollars the first day pretty quick so i was just like i was a little excited there for a minute you know and then um and then it got up to like it it, it it's been it's been good we just had that one uh lull of about a week kind of where it was it was not getting the clicks but yeah i'm looking forward to the last weekend uh, the well, last week and uh, promoting it more um i think i i need to figure out a better way to promote and i need to be on like things like instagram more and and twitter but i'm just not good at that stuff yet man you gotta yeah twitter is big for uh is is very big for uh getting a project backed yes yes i know i'm i'm i've had a little bit of luck getting seen by a little bit but i haven't seen much results from twitter you know, and, I've had some people share my Twitter's tweets about it and stuff, but yeah. Well, the the other thing too is is they they're also going to be looking, uh, you know, to see your presence on Twitter. Be like, and a lot of people get a little antsy. They're like, hmm, I'm not sure I want to jump on this because he's a first time creator. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I think that you know fulfilling this getting some people to maybe you know uh you know do a couple unboxings uh and just getting getting that one first campaign down and uh you know successful and fulfilled quickly will be huge going forward i think you know if you double 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 what you do you know you know, mm -hmm. one thousand turns into two thousand, turns into four thousand, turns into eight. You know, then you're getting to five figures, maybe, in you know, a year, year and a half or two. You know, whatever. I know my my schedule is pretty ambitious that I put out. I will admit that the scheduling I have here is a bit ambitious, but you know, I'm I'm almost fifty, so <laughs> I, I, I gotta got, be ambitious. <laughs> I, I gotta hurry up and get this shit done. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get it out, man. <laughs> you know, I gotta get. I it wish out. I wish they had uh, crowdfunding when I was twenty, man. I'd be like freaking. 
it's like, like I, I gotta get this. I gotta get this done before before I'm I'm taken off the role of, of of my dad and and my kids are running the show. That's right. That's right. I'm all like beat pops. Bazinga! Yeah, if anybody's watching, yeah, I do sell comic books live on Facebook, and um, yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. And I, like I said, I love indie books. I love uh, I love new ideas, exciting ideas, uh, great artwork, and I'm I'm you know you find some of that stuff now more, and cohesive stories that take that you know are you don't have to. You don't have to, uh, you know, wait for, you know, you don't have a book from Marvel or DC and you, even if you get into a new book and then all of a sudden it changes again, you know, there's a new writer or a new artist and you're like, oh, the artist, I'm not, I don't, I'm not digging the art for this now mm-hmm. or the writer takes it in a different direction. So it's like, so this, yeah, this, this timeline is a bit ambitious, you know, that's, that's looking at five campaigns, you know, in, in what a year and a half or something right so yeah yeah that's that's, that's but that's, that's quite a bit yeah i you know i i'm not this isn't set in stone but that's my goal you know set your goals high yeah and you know you're you're so close you're only 30 percent away from uh hitting goal and yeah when, once you once you hit that goal It'll it'll probably carry a little a little ways after that, and you know once you get the first one in the bag, uh, you can figure out what worked and what didn't work, and you know and go on from there. But correct, you, I'm. You definitely have to have a, a bigger presence on on IG and on uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm thinking. I you know there's so much comic sales on I, IG too that are doing well, and I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like getting some, like maybe hiring a consultant to, you know, help with, you know, the promotion on IG and just the promotion overall on social media, because I think I could be doing gangbusters on both comic sales and, you know, publicizing amazing nice comics, you know, getting, getting the reach bigger. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a little tough when, you know, you're, you're kind of like, in the home stretch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to get somebody to help out, you kind of need, you kind of need to, uh, to do that from the get go. Oh yeah. I'm not looking to do it through, uh, before this campaign, but I'm thinking, you know, um, going forward, um, mm-hmm. you know, probably, probably doing uh, the VT comic sales live, trying to expand that to Instagram maybe as well. Maybe even YouTube. I'm not sure. And then learning from that and being able to take that and promote the next uh, crowdfund uh, through my knowledge from that. Yeah. So I, I don't. I don't think you're about to do sales on YouTube, though. Oh, I see people doing sales on YouTube. Really? I haven't. Or seen at least auctions. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. Yeah, I've. I've seen a lot of. Yeah, I've seen a lot of sales. Actually, yeah. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm 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 happy with where we're at. Uh, but uh, and it, it's it's interesting to see how the live sales people like how it how it flows over here. You know, mm-hmm. I thought 
you know, it's, it, I was like, is it going to flow? Is it not going to flow? You know, how's it, you know, how's that going to go? You know? Um, and it's, it's been okay. And I think, I really think, like you said, towards the last week when they get those notifications, you know, they'll be like, okay, this, this, I mean, I think it looks good and they know my track record of shipping and fulfilling and all that. So. Yeah. You just got to push it heavy and, uh, in like your last couple of sales be like yeah hey, i will next next monday <laughs> you lose your chance to get a to get a key key issue of four different characters yeah yeah well it's gonna be over a dozen first appearances in yeah. four different universes yeah we're gonna look at look at all these characters man i mean um let's go through the characters really quick Joan of Arc, of course, there's the undead. Okay, so that's yeah. not really a character. But uh, with Joan of Arc is the Rage of God, of course, her executioner in real life. Mm-hmm. We have Nightcry. Um, we have Creed and Iron from Void Reaper, along with a few... Well, one other char- main character will make an appearance. The main villain will make an appearance in uh, in it, but we don't show him here. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of a surprise. And in Wine, we have several characters. Grove, who is the space wizard, of course. Uh, Kyra who is, um, she's uh, the the Yield Wineport's technology and security expert. And she um, she was wounded, found wounded in an ancient space vessel and rescued by Grove. And she's kind of connected to the space station. And her hair lights up and she's got a third eye. So, you know, that's always fun. And she uh, wants to remain blue. So get that, get that story color. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um Blue is hot, you know. I mean, and then we have Spring, and she is um, the she's defense systems expert, very close to nature, of course. And um, she, each of these characters kind of has a backstory and like their own arch enemy as well that would be introduced in the book if it you know has a continuing series or graphic novel eventually, you know. So mm-hmm. it kind of it's kind of Star Trek esque where it's. Uh, episodic space adventure but there's an overall story as well jan van spike who is uh the wine expert and captain and she has this taste bin where she could uh grove the space wizard has actually developed uh something where he could take the space surrounding the space station turn it into a liquid format she could taste it and she can tell things that's happening in space, like um, if there's a you know a nebula nearby, or if uh, an enemy ship has a a uh, weakness in their hull, or if there's uh, if a cloaked ship is in the area, things like that. So she has that special palette. Uh, Musashi, he's uh, hey man, he's a master chef and a master warrior. So he does uh, Iron Chef and and Samurai Iron as well, right? And then we have a uh, we have a few other characters in Wine as well that uh, I didn't put up here quite yet. So um, yeah, man, we're gonna have over a dozen first appearances in this book. And if for any reason some one of these ideas takes off, you know, it's a one in a thousand shot or whatever. But if, if one of them takes off, man, it's it's gonna be such a limited print run that uh, it's you know it's it's worth. I will say it's worth this right here. The Speculator Retailer 80, 20 pack. So for 85 bucks plus 15 shipping, you get uh, you get 20, 20 books, 20 copies, including two and number double zero. So yeah, it's uh, there's a there's, you got a you got a lot of stuff going on, and you're gonna 
you got a lot of options. I, so, I, I probably just put too many options, but, um, you know, I, I wanted to have fun. I want to have fun with it and uh, try to, you know, it's, it's, it's test and go, test and go. So this yeah. first campaign, I want to throw a lot out there, see what hits, see what doesn't. And then so for the next one, we can focus a little bit more maybe and, um, you know, yeah, tighten well, it up. You got, and, you got issue one, then you got another one that's issue one, both covers. Then you have another one where you get the one in 100 uh, double zero pack. Yeah. You know, plus your covers. And then there's the, there's the special Bazinga tier and there's the double O pack. And yeah, I thought I'd have fun with the Bazinga stuff with my dad. Cause it's my first campaign. And like, I want to kind of transition some of the customers over to this platform and, you know, going forward, we won't have probably any of that type of stuff. You know, it's just, you know, this was just for the, my first campaign and to have fun with it too. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go with what works and the rest of the stuff you just, you know, dropped to the side. You know, you figure it out as you go. Yeah. Um, and if people ask for stuff, you know, if they if they DM, DM you during a during a campaign, well, you know, I was really looking to get this, this, and this, but you got them spread out over all these tiers. I don't want to have to buy all these tiers. And then you're like, give me five minutes, and you go in and you make a tier just just for that. <laughs> yeah. By popular demand, and you put it like up towards the top somewhere. And you're like, okay, it's in there. Just scroll three down and hit it. And yep. they do. And the next thing you know, you know, they're telling they're telling a friend goes, this dude just made a custom tier for me on his campaign. Yeah, I would. I, I'm totally out. down. You know, I'm totally down for that. In fact, you know what, William, I'm gonna send you. You can you can uh, send them this link for. Uh, oops. Uh, you can send them this link. I'm, I'm going to send it to you in private chat, but you can post that if you want. Um, that is the secret perk link. So with that, you get um, you get basically the Amazingizer pack, but uh, without – actually, I did add in the prints. So it's basically the Amazingizer pack for $27 instead of $40. So if anybody's watching and not too sure – that's a great deal as well. And with that one, I would add on the Pops VT. I, you know, the add-on of the Pops VT um, right here, the poem on a blank cover for 12 bucks. That's, that's, that's a deal. I would add that on for sure. That's just really, really cool. It's a one of, you're going to get, he wrote 40 different poems, man. <laughs> he wrote 40 different poems. So you can get one of one, you know, it's going to be special. Yeah, we have a friend up that's got a she's got a poetry book uh, and she's doing it I, a haiku book uh, with with art too. You know. Yeah, I, I, I've seen her a little bit. I, I was interested in checking that out a little bit. Yeah, I wanted to check that out because it looked uh, it looked a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of uh, potential kind of in that you know that realm of poetry and creativeness, uh, haikus or whatever, and artwork and. Um, it's not so much like a comic book format, but you know, if you can add on to it, it's a, it's obviously yeah. a prose, but if you, you know, like a, I think it's really cool on a sketch cover. Maybe I like different things on a sketch cover. Like I have, I have Carrie Fisher's autograph, huge on a sketch star Wars sketch cover and it's gorgeous, man. And you know, it's just her signature, but it's like, 
it's probably the best cover I have because it's Terry Fisher, it's right? Not even the collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did put it up once. I did put it up once, but uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty price, pretty penny. But yeah, that was nobody, when she was still alive. Yeah, nobody wanted to dig in for that. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's gorgeous, man. So I think uh, I think there's a lot of different. You know, we we try to push the boundaries, come up with different ideas, and some hit, some don't. But yeah, I wanted to check out her stuff. What's her name again? Uh, Dory. Dory, that's right. Dory something, yeah. Yeah, the, some of her stuff looked very interesting. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll tag you in, in one of her posts so you can... Yeah. Uh, yeah, right there's one of my, one of my pops. Uh, that was the first the first poem he come up, came up with, uh, incantational wine interlacing spells, stars all unhinged with pulsating dark nebula dust, the stuff that runic dreams are made of. We got the regular Indiegogo link up there, of course, and the uh, the secret perk link is at the bottom of the chat. Everybody, Thank go, you. go check it out. And uh, and and back, I'm back Amazing Eyes number one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's hit a thousand tonight. You know, get it. There it is. Get it going. My camera's not the best, but yeah. Uh, neither is mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I look, you know, whiter than Casper, but you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah, my hair is almost catching up with that. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, yeah, as always, it's great to talk to you, brother. Um, all the best of luck on this. Uh, I look forward to this uh, funding and and hearing all the noise you make on the other on the other end of the interwebs uh, once it funds. <laughs> I'll be able to hear oh, you yeah. screaming from Northern Cali. That's right. That's right, William. Uh, okay. A pleasure, man. Much love, dude. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah. And, uh, Every, everybody check this out and uh, and keep sharing it out to all your social medias to get more eyes on, on the project. And don't forget to hit up that secret link, secret perk link in the in the chat for uh, yeah. for all kinds of bonuses at a special price. Yes. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate okay. it. Much love. Thanks, man. I'll do it for my pops. Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs>